Welcome to the Teaching History, Politics, and Stuff podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Elizabeth Evans. I'm completely passionate about curriculum, history, the social sciences, and all the other things in between. I love helping teachers by giving strategies to make lesson planning easier and resources to be your best self. I'm a National Board Certified Social Studies teacher with over 18 years of experience. I've met some incredible people in my life who will have a lot to share, and I cannot wait to have them as guests on my podcast. As James Madison once said, the advancement and diffusion of knowledge is the only guardian of true liberty. Thanks for joining me today. Let's learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Teaching History, Politics, and Stuff. Today, we're going to be looking at going through uh, an argumentative essay in five days. Now, before you get too excited, this is not going to be something where you just pick it up and do it in five days and it's going to be super duper awesome. This is something that you eventually build up to in the hopes that when you do decide to write essays or have your students write essays, it's going to be something more accessible to them and it's not going to leave you with a whole lot of grading because teachers have way too many things to do to sit and grade essays. I also really truly believe that students who get to look at rubrics, you know, assess their peers and assess themselves end up doing better. Um, Argumentative writing is one of the top hits on my blog and I think that it's my favorite thing, was my favorite thing to teach. Um, And my students did really well on this portion of the exam. So I'm going to take you through what this could look like for your classroom. So first off, writing a thesis statement is incredibly important. If the student does not get this point, they can really only get one out of six points on the argumentative essay. It is wildly important that they get this right. This is might be something that you spend a couple of weeks on, really looking at what the rubric says, what it is asking. I will, in the show notes, put a link to how I taught writing thesis statements because it really became something that I noticed with my students. I noticed they were having a hard time, you know, figured out where they were having this hard time. So when I taught a push for a year, um, we did a two one one for our thesis statements, and it worked out. So I developed kind of a formula for AP Gov, in particular, for my students who seemed to struggle, and that format helped them. And the format was very simple. It was restate the prompt, choose a side, tell me why, and that's it. Now, you can go even further with that, with the counterclaim, and after the tell me why, what is the other side's claim, and why is yours better? So to teach these argumentative thesis statements, I I would start with a group. Group writing of thesis statements for warm-up. So groups can share, the class can look at the rubric to determine whether or not they get a point. And the reason that we do them in groups is it allows students to think through the process. And it also, I feel, and again, you know your kids best, but I always felt that kids are more open to feedback from their peers when it's in a group setting. So we're not talking about student A, we're talking about the group. 
when we're peer reviewing too, one of the biggest things I had to hammer in was we're here to make each other better, not cheer each other down. It's really simple. If you were a grader, would you give a point? If you're really concerned about it, don't have them submit their names. Just have them submit it as something that is, we're just going to look at these. The point is to write a thesis statement. The point is to review a thesis statement and to understand what kind of thesis statements get points. So again, you might want to take a few weeks with this. Um, this has on my blog, so my blog is four or five years old at this point, um, that post on writing thesis statements has tens of thousands of views. So highly recommend looking at it. Really though, get those thesis statements set. Make sure students know how to do it. And every once in a while too, throw up a prompt and have them write a thesis statement just to continue to practice and practice and practice. The next thing is finding evidence. So the evidence piece actually has two parts. So I split it to really integrate it. So once you have your defensible thesis and you know for sure it's gonna get a point, now you have to pick pieces of evidence that are gonna help. A lot of times we have foundational documents that we're looking at um, on the blog too, and I'll put it in the show notes. I've listed them as a reference point. I also have listed all of the Supreme Court cases that they might need, if that's something that they want to use. The point here though, is to list the evidence and then show that you understand what it says. So to put it simply, show that you know. So if you're going to use Federalist 78, you're not just saying Federalist 78 and then moving on. You're explaining that the Supreme Court doesn't have the power of the sword or the purse. You're showing them them being the greater. You get what the document says. That is so important. So show it what you know. And then the second part is explain why that supports your thesis. So you really have to tie these together. The evidence piece, you want to make sure with your students that they just get really good at doing it. And they don't always have to write it down. You can be having a Socratic seminar or, or a class discussion, or they can just be answering a question. Have them show me that you know what the document says, and then tell me why it supports that thesis. So to reiterate, evidence needs what it is and why it supports the thesis. This needs to be done two times. I'm very much a fan of doing more than you need to. So I always told students, put three in there. Because the nice thing about AP grading, and one of the things that I learned when I was an AP grader is they're not marking you wrong on things. They're just looking to give you points. So add as much as you can to really explain, especially if you have time. There's so much time to write some of these essays or these pieces of writing that if you have time, throw in another piece of evidence. So this, again, once, you, once your students get going on this and they really know it, evidence, I would take two days because the first, first day is your thesis, the second day, Find the evidence and show me that you know. The third day, explain why this evidence support your thesis. Fourth day, 
is your counterclaim. Now again, you can do this right after the thesis on the second day if you want. I personally always enjoyed doing it after because I wanted students to concentrate on their thesis and the evidence that supports that thesis. So you're essentially repeating day one, but with a counterclaim. So what is the counterclaim? What is the opposite of what you said? Maybe throw on a piece of evidence to go with it. Really show the grader that you understand that there is a counterclaim. You're going to acknowledge that there is a counterclaim, but then you're going to also explain why your claim is better. The best part of the week two is the last day or day five, however your days roll out. This is a day to peer review and work through essays. So this is a crucial step because student understanding of how they're being graded is just as important as writing the essay. I always had copies of rubrics, essays to review, and there are lots of different ways that you can do this. It's kind of fun just to try different ways with your class and see what works best because at the end of the day, you are telling them our goal today is to work through essays and understand the rubric. So there's a couple ways you can do this. The first way, have them underline where they give points. So this helps show students that they're strong and creates a sense of, I, I can write an argumentative essay, here's where I'm starting from, then they can look more at how I can improve. So if you're looking at an argument, argumentative essay as a group and you the, it got three out of six, here are the things you did really well and then here's how you can improve. If your class is really good together, they really, you know, meld well. I had a lot of classes like this. I had them write comments and the comments were entitled suggestions to make this better. The comments target areas of improvement directly from the rubric. So it would be things like, hey, you used two pieces of evidence, but you didn't really show me that you understood this piece of evidence. Or you put two on there, but you didn't really tie it back to your thesis. Or you mentioned the counterclaim, but nothing else. So these are things, again, we're all trying to be better writers together. And in doing that, it gave students license to fail. It gave them license to make mistakes and learn from them because it wasn't, I'm going to give you an argumentative essay. I'm going to grade it and put it in the grade book because I did that. And when I did that, I noticed students disconnect because it frustrated them. It just wasn't at a place that I wanted them to be. Also, I didn't want to grade a bunch of essays because they didn't look at my comments anyway. So the goal of this week really was to integrate writing practices into every day without giving me piles and piles of grading. Now, if you need grading, I had to, I used to have to do two grades a week. So I would pick which ones. I mean, granted you're doing other things, but hey, your thesis statement is um, a grade. And that grade is, have you written it? If you didn't get the point, have you rewritten it? And sometimes they just need to write it a couple of times to get it. You could give them points for working in a group. You could give them points for their peer review. There's lots of different opportunities to give grades because I know that we have to put them in. But really the point of this, the way of doing this, is to give students more experience writing. One of the things that I wrote in my 
thesis statement uh, blog post, which again was really popular, was that I just assumed my kids knew how to write argumentative essays. We had to do argumentative writing as a school goal. So I was like, this is going to be great. And it wasn't because I made an assumption that I shouldn't have. Um, I had AP seniors and I really used a running uh, metaphor for this. So your AP test is your marathon. We're not going to run the whole thing right now because you only run a marathon the day of the marathon. You trained for it. So we're using this and we're taking these pieces of advice and, you know, really looking at how this works. So if you are struggling with that, I would definitely invite you to look at uh, the blog post argumentative writing for AP government thesis statements, which I will put in the show notes. There are lots of different ways to teach argumentative essays um, and to teach different pieces of writing. And I'm starting with argumentative because it's our biggest one. So I'd like you to join the conversation. If you have things that work really well for you, share them. Share them on Twitter. Um, hashtag SSChat is a really big one. Share them with your colleagues. You know, be uncomfortable with your students. Learn with them. There's tons of different ways to do this. Um, I'll also put a, another post as how to write a better argumentative essay in AP government uh, using DBQs because my students were seniors. They came from a push as juniors, so they were familiar with a DBQ, but it really helped me teach them how to do it. And I already had the documents and I really didn't have to do a whole lot of prep for it. So I'm going to put all of these into um, the show notes. And one last thing I would like to say, if you struggle with teaching writing or there's you know different things you want to try, there's lots of free resources out there. Everything on my blog is free. I feel like teachers work really, really hard. I know I worked really hard when I was a teacher. And at the end of the day, it's about the students. So everything on my blog is free. There's nothing to sign into. I hope that this was helpful for you and it's something that maybe you try, even if you just try the thesis portion of it. Um, and thank you. I appreciate you listening and happy writing. Thanks for joining us today. Please like, comment, and share the podcast. Want to connect with me? Find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest at Liz Evans NBCT and on Instagram at Liz Evans NBCTeach. You can also find me online at LizEvansNBCT.com. I'm so glad you joined us today. We'll see you next time.